We welcome you to Your Health New Hampshire here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. I'm Ken Kale. Our program is sponsored by AHEC. And what the heck is AHEC? We're going to find out very shortly here on the program today. We have uh, great guests from AHEC, including the director, Paula Smith. And Paula, you have been on board since day one. Yeah, since 25 years, 1998. Can you believe it? Well, happy quarter of a century uh, with with AHEC. <laughs> and uh, Jody is here, Jody Harper, the associate director. Great yes. to have you with us, Jody. Hi, thanks for having me. And we have uh, Natanga Jean de Dieu. Jean de Dieu, hi. Jean de Dieu. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm going to be working on that uh, for the en- entire length of this uh, of this program, yep, for sure. Re- really Frenchy, and we're going to do a lot yeah, of more. Frenchy, uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, we also have with us on the uh, telephone, Sandra Osorio. And uh, Sandra is the uh, medical-slash-legal interpreter, interpreter training person for AHEC. And uh, Sandra, hello to you. Hi there. Thank you for having me. And, well, it is our pleasure to have uh, all of you with us here on the opening ec- episode of Your Health, New Hampshire. And we said at the very beginning, what the heck is a heck? And I don't think there's a better person to tell us what the heck it is than Paula Smith, who has been there since day one. So, Paula, tell us how it all began. Yeah, for, for 25 years ago, uh, it's like I feel like I'm saying once upon a time. Um, (laughs) And so AHEC stands for Area Health Education Center. It's actually a federal program, and there are AHECs across the nation. Um, We actually have our own um, national organization called the NAO, the National AHEC Organization. And so many AHECs were started early in the 1960s. New Hampshire didn't get an AHEC until uh, 1997, 1998 when I started. And it really started because we needed help in developing New Hampshire's workforce to meet the needs, the healthcare needs of the population. And you were right there on the ground floor when it all began. Yeah, I mean, they hired me pretty early into the process. And so it's a partnership of the uh, Geisel School of Medicine, uh, all of the AHEC funding that comes out of the Health Resources and Services Administration. I'm going to really try hard not to use too many acronyms here. (laughs) Otherwise known as HRSA, it comes to the medical schools and then it goes out into the community. And so I work, we all work for the Southern New Hampshire AHEC, um, which is part of Lamprey Healthcare, a federally qualified health center in um, our offices in Raymond. Um, and then also the North Country Health Consortium that's in Littleton. That's where the Northern New Hampshire AHEC is. And so we together partner to um, improve the recruitment and retention of the New Hampshire workforce. And, and how has it grown uh, over the years in the past 25 years? Well, I think we've grown exponentially in the amount of programming that we've done. You know, when we started, we started a lot doing continuing education for health professionals, trying to help them build their skills so that as new um, treatments and new guidelines came out, that we were keeping them current. Um, And then we moved into facilitating community-based placements for health profession students. So nursing students, PA students, PAs, uh, physician assistant, um, getting community experience with real patients out out in different practice sites. Um, and then our health career awareness programs have really have really taken off, trying to get youth and, um, and adults who want to change careers into a health care occupation. And I would imagine growing all the time. Growing all the time, yeah. 
Jody Harper. Uh, Jody, how long have you been involved with uh, AHEC? So I uh, just celebrated my fifth anniversary with All AHEC. Right. I started in September 2017. And how did you get involved? So I have been fast friends with Paula for many years. Uh-huh. We worked together on a collaborative grant that started back in 2009 that was looking at how do we increase the diversity of the nursing workforce in New Hampshire. We recognize that the face of our state has changed over the years, and so we really needed to make sure that the face of our healthcare workforce was changing to meet those needs as well. So Paula and I, we worked together on this five-year collaborative grant, and we stayed in touch. And it was kind of a funny story. We actually where she was working on her doctorate at the time, I was working on my master's at the time, and we had made plans to grab dinner. And, you know, we were going to talk about school and our crafting and our knitting and just catch up and talk yeah. life. And then six weeks later, I was working with her at the, on the team at AHEC. <laughs> wow. And it's yeah. funny how some of these things work out. Huh? So, uh, Jody, you've been involved now for uh, five years. And uh, Natanga, how about you? Well, when did, when did you enter uh, AHEC? Uh, 2018. I'm actually I'm going into my fifth year right now, and it's uh, I mean it's funny how times you know flies by. Uh, seems like I started working at AHAC yesterday, <laughs> but I, you know I'm actually at AHAC you know because of Jody. Uh, me and Jody we go way back. You know I know Jody for uh, a very long time when I resettled in Manchester in you know 2007. Uh, Jody was the director of you know the pro- of an after school program that that is hosted in Manchester called Bring It. So I used to attend the program uh, every Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and uh, I really developed a great, you know, relationship with Jody. And over the years, she became a great mentor and, you know, really some, really a great resource. So in 2018, you know, when I graduated college, uh, there was a position that was opened, you know, at AHAC. Uh, first, it was 10 hours, then it became 25 hours, and, you know, the next thing I knew, I was a full-time employee. So, you know, here I am, and, uh, you know, really, really looking forward to, you know, talk about all the great work that we do at AHAC. And, Sandra, I know you have a uh, very interesting story to tell as well. Um, yes, uh, I do. Um, so, uh, I started with um, AHAC, actually, very recently. But my story um, goes back to my training. I uh, everything started with Florentina Dino. She has been with AHAC Southern Hampshire um, Area Health Education Center for twenty years, and she is in charge of doing all the interpretation trainings and the coordination uh, for about t- those twenty years. So, on two thousand fifteen. Um, I found, um, after a very extensive research, um, on how to get my training to become an interpreter. And so um, I did my, my research, and I found AHAC, and it was uh, the best thing that could happen to me. It was, um, um, so I graduated in 2015, and since then, I have been working with local um, hospitals and schools. And um, why did I, do I say that it changed my life? Because since then, I have been able to provide for um, my daughter. I uh, was a single mom by then. And um, it actually kind of rescued us from, um, you know, Kind of the struggle of, of, of being single with a, with a, having a little one. 
So that's my story. So I have I, I now recently joined a hack. Um, I'm so lucky and very excited to keep uh, working, uh, keep doing this amazing job we're doing. And where are you from originally, Sandra? I'm originally from Colombia, South America. You can tell I have a little bit of my accent. (laughs) Well, well, glad to have you with us uh, today here on our uh, maiden voyage of Your Health, uh, New Hampshire. And uh, we'll be uh, chatting with you as we uh, continue on the program, uh, program today. And... Uh, Paula, you can tell us better than anybody what uh, what has been implemented o- o- over the years. What are some of the new things that have been implemented at uh, at AHEC in, in recent years? Well, I think Sandra really alluded to our interpretation training program, and this has been sustained. We have a colleague, she mentioned Florentina Denou, who... Um, has done an incredible job. I think we've trained over a thousand interpreters speaking more than 43 languages Mm. over the past 20 years. and that started by I was working, uh, I was walking in Manchester with a colleague of ours who at the time, uh, Jasmine Miranda, she was the director of the New Hampshire Minority Health Coalition, which sadly does not exist anymore. And she came across um, a colleague or a friend of hers. And so they were speaking in Spanish. Um, and so I was just kind of standing there because I don't yet have a good grasp of the language. Um, And what she found out was the woman had been hospitalized and did not know what organ she had had removed. And so Jasmine and I were like, ooh, this this sounds like something. And so we conducted a needs assessment of um, different health and human service organizations in New Hampshire, wrote uh, two different grants and were funded by both. And, uh, and that was the start of our interpretation training program. And I think to be able to sustain a program like that for, for 20 years, like that is one of my greatest, I think, accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, we're doing all kinds of work in the community health worker arena. Community health workers are people who are trusted members of the community that act as the bridge between the health, the behavioral health, the oral health system in New Hampshire um, and the community. And so like more to come on, on the CHW workforce. You know, there are some that say that uh, New Hampshire is not a very diverse state, but I think mm-hmm. you folks could say otherwise. I truly believe that, and we'll talk about that coming up. We have to uh, go to a break right here. This is Episode 1 of Your Health, New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, simply AHAC, and we're finding out today what the heck is AHAC here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, with some great guests in the studio, Paula, uh, Jody, Natangajan, Natanga Jean. Okay, there you go. Okay, by by the end of the episodes, Ken, you you get the name right. Don't count on it. And uh, we are getting there. And we have uh, Sandra on the phone with us as well. And we will continue uh, with more Your Health New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, right after these words on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. We welcome you back to a new program here on WKXL. Very excited about it. Your Health, New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, AHEC. And we're finding out today, what the heck is AHEC here on the program? Program number one. And we talked uh, going into the break about the diversity in the state. A lot of people say New Hampshire 
is not a diverse state. And, you know, maybe that was true a while ago, but uh, uh, Jody Harper, there is certainly a changing face of the state of New Hampshire. Yeah, absolutely. There's always been immigration and migration coming in, you know, folks coming from all over to New Hampshire. I myself came from Michigan. So some people that are born and raised here in New England, they consider me an outsider, too. (laughs) But um, so Manchester and Concord and Nashua and Laconia, there's always been refugee resettlement that's happening in our communities. And um, that's actually how Natanga came to the country. And so the program I used to work with really focused services on those that were coming as refugees or immigrants, but we really um, recognize that because, as we mentioned earlier, this the face of our state has changed, and so in order to deliver good quality care, the face of our workforce has to change as well, especially looking at health care. So at AHEC over the years, we've had all sorts of great programs that really look at issues of equity and diversity, um, starting with our medical and legal interpreter training programs, with community health worker training, really making sure that folks that are kind of a trusted member of the community have access to be able to be that liaison and help people understand how to navigate the healthcare system. Because I mean, I'm a white girl from Michigan and I have a master's and I sometimes struggle to understand the healthcare system. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that everybody has a chance to have a level playing field and, and accessing and consuming their health care. Uh, Natanga, uh, Jean, uh, tell us about how you came. Where, where are you from originally? So originally I'm actually from a small country in East Africa uh, called Burundi. Uh, to find you know this uh, Burundi country, you really have to you know zoom in on, on the African map because we are you know very, very tiny. Uh, but I resettled, you know, in Manchester in uh, 2007, uh, and it was very, you know, very, very difficult as a, you know, person who did not speak English at the time. Uh, of course, you know, had no idea where the resources were located at the time. So it was very important to, you know, to really, you know, have uh, people such as, you know, Jody, who were, uh, you know, community members that were willing to, you know, to go out and, um, you know, uh, uh, engage with, you know, people who are coming from, you know, different countries who does not understand how the system, you know, works in the country and to be able to connect them to, you know, these services. And when I look at the work that I've done, you know, with AHAC throughout the last, you know, couple of years, when I think about, you know, the Health Korea Quest exploration program that we have that focuses on, you know, Health Korea exploration for, you know, students who are, you know, interested in, you know, different careers. Uh, this is the impact, you know, that I think of. And those are the sort of impact, you know, similar programs hard, you know, on me when I was uh, growing up. So this is work that is, you know, extremely important. And again, you know, going back to the Health Career Exploration Program, uh, when I think about, you know, the students that we have, you know, serviced, you know, all these years, uh, when I think about students that have come, you know, through our programs, that have went on to go, you know, to college, or students that were able to, you know, network with people who, you know, otherwise, you know, they wouldn't have been able to network with them had they not been part of the program. Uh, when I think about, you know, one of our students that came through our program and was able to, you know, get a job at the Sea Science, you know, in Manchester because of, you know, the connection of mm-hmm. our program, you know, those are some of the success stories and, you know, the impact, uh, you know, programs like this are, you know, able to have. And again, just kind of going back to, you know, thinking about, you know, myself, who's coming from a country where, uh, you know, there's wars and, you know, genocide and all these, you know, different other things that are happening. And having parents who, you know, really don't speak the language, 
So to navigate this system, you know, it is something that, you know, it's really hard to, you know, explain it to a person who has not, you know, experienced that. Uh, yes, you know, we can talk about, you know, what that is like, but, you know, you really can, you know, explain it unless you have, you know, experienced those, uh, you know, those sort of struggles. So what we have, you know, at AHAC, when I think about, you know, the programs that we have, you know, the impact, and again, kind of mm -hmm. going back to the health career exploration and all that we, you know, have done, you know, these uh, these last couple of years, uh, it's really something that is, you know, uh, very important. And, uh, you know, to see, you know, the impact that is able to make on, you know, you know students and, you know, the overall society, uh, this is something to really be proud of. Yeah, and, and how old were you when you first came to this country? Uh, I was 13 years old. 13, and, uh, yeah. Recently, I just celebrated my 30th. Uh, yeah. birthday so uh, it's been a quite a while right now <laughs> yeah uh, and so uh, where did you go to school first uh, in in Manchester you said you uh, came to Manchester yeah I went to yeah. uh, Manchester Central High School okay. yeah. uh, graduated from there in 2012 very good and then I believe you went on to Southern New Hampshire University correct I did and yeah. uh, well before I talk about going to Southern New Hampshire University again you know going back to you know the impact of these programs mm -hmm. the reason why I was able to go to college was you know because of Jody uh, everybody knows exactly how you know complicated uh, you know the college applications are mm -hmm. and just yeah. you know just that process alone of thinking about you know going to college and what that looks like you know you really need you know these sort of resources you know, in order to, you know, navigate that system and be able to figure that out. Now, first going to the Central High School, and, uh, you know, it's been talked about for a while how many languages are actually spoken at Manchester Central High School. Uh, and uh, so how, how did you fit in uh, initially? It was, uh, um, it was very hard to fit in at first, uh, but I was very fortunate because I, I play soccer. And because I was part of a, you know, I was a part of a soccer team, it was a lot of easier for me, you know, compared to, you know, a normal student who, you know, goes to school and you know do uh, what needs to be done. Uh, but you know, in terms of you know diversity, uh, Central High School is a, uh, it's really diverse. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can't think, you know, top of my head how many languages are spoken. Yeah, but, but quite a few. I know yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah, more be than quite 80, I think. Yeah. yeah. 80 different yeah. languages and dialects are spoken by Manchester yeah. students at their homes. And I guess, you know, soccer was very important. You know, they, they say, you know, sometimes music is the universal language. I'm starting to believe that the soccer is the universal language. It, it really was. Yeah. And uh, to this day, I think, uh, you know, the, most of the, the students that are coming from uh, this type, my background, you know, that, that go to Central, uh, they tend to participate in, uh, in soccer, you know, mostly, and it's a lot easier for them to, you know, integrate. But it's because of, you know, that is the language that they're able to use, you know, to access. Mm -hmm. and, and then on to Southern New Hampshire University, uh, you played soccer there as well. I did, and, yes. And they, they have a tremendous soccer program there. It, yeah, it is, it is unbelievable. I was part of the Southern New Hampshire uh uh, Southern New Hampshire University soccer program for two years, uh, 2016 and 2017. Uh, great experience. Uh, had a great education from there. And I was very fortunate, actually, to, to receive a scholarship to attend the university. Yeah, that's a great success story. And, uh, you know, congratulations to you on that. And uh, Sandra, who's with us uh, on the phone, uh, how how did things go for you, Sandra, when you first came to this country from Colombia? 
Um, yes, Ken. Um, so, like I mentioned before, um, everything started, um, I mean, come, I came to this country uh, 15 years ago. Let's begin from there. And, um, I mean, it was, in general, you know, a married person. Um, and I dedicated my, you know, the beginning of my daughter's life to stay home, Mom. But then, um, at some point, things didn't stay that way. So, um, shortly after that, I, I got divorced and all that. So, I became a single mom. So, um, my daughter was five years old. And here I am, you know, no money at all. Not even, um, not even a close, close to thinking of, um, money to pay college or anything. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Um, you know, I was always like artsy and I like the little things, but I say, I, I know I, you know, I'm a people's person. I like to, I like people. I like interacting with people and I can utilize um, what I know. And, you know, I, I can, I'm not a chatty chatter much, but I do um, like to talk to people and get to, to know people. So um, I decided to uh, search for um, a training that allowed me to become a, a, an interpreter. So, um, so I did that. I started uh, doing my research online and, you know, it's very extensive uh, all over the all over the you know the you know different states so I got lucky that I found uh, Southern New Hampshire uh, AHAC uh, website in my during that research and um, I say what what how am I gonna do this um, I don't even have that money but somehow miraculously it was it was a miracle I found um, some resources and um, I remember talking to, emailing Florentina, uh, who is the person who has been uh, with uh, Southern Hampshire AHAP for 20 years. And then I say, I ask her, can I still join? Like I'm, you know, I have this much. Can I, can I be part of this? I, I really want to be part of this. So she said, yeah, we, are, we started, um, but then um, you can still join us. So I, my first day was a st the second class. And that's when I discovered, you know, this is what's gonna be, this is, um, it really, it truly changed my life in so many ways um, because I'm first doing what I love. I mean, I did it for, for many years, uh, being part of the community, doing interpreting um, to local hospi hospitals and schools, and now uh, clo uh, working directly with AHAC, it's, um, I'm able to share that um, experience, those beautiful experiences, and I'm able to share with uh, new people that are willing to, to go through this training and become an interpreter for their own community. Well, so that's my story. 
Well, that's your story, and it is an amazing story as well, and uh, two great success stories that we've uh, we've just heard here on the program. Our, our first show, Your Health New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, and we will continue after these words on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to a brand new show here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, Your Health New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. And we have some great guests in the studio and one on the phone as well. And uh, we will talk a little bit with the director once again on the show, uh, Paula Smith, who has been around since <laughs> uh, AHAC has entered New Hampshire back uh 25 years ago, and and I'm sure over that time, Paula, there have been uh, many community partnerships that have been established over those uh, over the quarter of a century that you've been involved. Yeah, I really uh, in listening to you know everybody talk about their experiences. I think the focus of relationship building in New Hampshire is so crucial. Right, we're really a small state like 1.3 million people, um, and yet like a mighty crew, right, to, to get all of this work done to keep people who live here, all people who live here healthy. And so I think about our approach has really been community building and and outreach and, you know, thinking about, you know, our partnerships with um, state organizations, for example, the Department of Health and Human Services has been a key part of um, an AHEC collaborative. Um, we, we work closely with, in fact, we, we talk about AHEC as statewide local coverage, right? Working with our partners at the New Hampshire Program Office and the North Country Health Consortium Northern New Hampshire AHEC to try to make sure that we are reaching the urban areas of New Hampshire, the rural areas, um, all parts, all parts of the state. And so when we think about our networks, right, and the privilege that we have in New Hampshire, and thinking about expanding those networks that we have to people who may not have access to those networks. And I think about um, one story from one of our um, one of our folks, um, and hopefully she'll come on and she'll tell her own story, mm -hmm. right? But she joined, like, like uh, Sandra, our interpretation training program. She had young children at home. She didn't have a means of economic survival, mm -hmm. but by giving her that training and that workforce development skill, she was able to work part-time when her kids were in school or when she had coverage for those kids. Um, and then when her kids went to school, she asked for a recommendation and she went and got her associate's degree and her RN in nursing. And now she has actually you know, continued her education and got her bachelor's degree in nursing. And when my father was sick in the hospital during COVID and I couldn't go physically to be with him, she went in, right? And like you think about that relationship, if she, like her skills, her life, her family was transformed, so was mine. Yeah, wow. That is an amazing story. It, it truly is. And I, I'm sure there are <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sure there are many, many more uh, as well. Does any uh, come to mind for you, Jody? 
Yeah, really with our, especially with our youth programs, I've had the privilege of being in New Hampshire for a long time. So I've stayed in touch with a lot of the youth that have participated in our programs, like Natanga um, and like others. I actually just the other day, one of the students, so we we do the school year programming at AHAC, really getting youth from minority backgrounds, from disadvantaged backgrounds, interested in health careers and really building some skills to be successful in health, well, careers in general, but especially careers in healthcare. Um, But what it, what it really started with was summer camps about 15 years mm-hmm. ago, right, Paula? Yeah. Um, where we would take kids for a week during the summer rather than going to soccer camp or to Boy Scout camp, they would come and go to nursing camp and come do health career exploration with us. And I remember when I first came to New Hampshire, it was not long after the earthquake had happened in Haiti, and there were a couple of students that were involved with our school year program that we got connected with the um, summer program at AHEC. And so there were three of them, two, a sibling, pair of siblings and their cousin, and one actually just reached out to me recently, like in the last week, just to say, hey, how you doing? How's life? Um, they One is in Florida now as an LPN, so working as a licensed practical nurse. One is actually here in the state of New Hampshire. She went and got her bachelor's in nursing and is working in the Dartmouth system, which is really you know, such a great success story. And then the other one who had talked to me, he's not in the health professions, but he learned a lot of great skills about how to be a successful employee and is now starting a cleaning company in town wow. so really it's it's fantastic to see all of these real lives and real people that are that are impacted by the services that we deliver but uh, certainly uh, the the healthcare industry is is a great one to be involved in and having having those skills because uh, the jobs are never going to run out right i mean they're they're only going to be added exactly positions to be well, filled over the years yeah and i think you know you you've touched on they're they're never going to be filled and right now we are in a workforce crisis mm-hmm. and so we're trying to work with the hospital association the home care association all of the hospitals in new hampshire to try to figure out how do we upskill people who want to improve, you know, their their credentials and get different jobs within healthcare. How do we use our pipeline to get them new employees? Um, because what we're seeing right now that, you know, there's there's closing beds in nursing yeah. homes yeah. because they don't have enough staff, which means people can't get out of the hospital, which means people who need to go in the hospital. And so workforce is really um, it's really a a prime challenge right now. Um, And so using our network and our personal and professional connections across the state to really work together um, and try to improve so that we are taking care of all people here in in New Hampshire. So it's not always the lack of space or the lack of beds, but it's the lack Mm -hmm. of personnel to cover those areas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that and uh, so how do you communicate? What are your communications like with uh, the various uh, medical facilities uh, in our state? Well, we have a bunch of different ways. Like we have uh, we have a website and we have a monthly blitz mail that we we send out that talks about all the different opportunities for education that we are circulating, and people can go on the website um, www.snhahec.org and like see what what we have up there. Um, But we also have a partnership uh, called the New Hampshire Health Sector Partnership, SPI. Um, And we have regional work group meetings with employers, academic representatives, um, people, stakeholders in the community. And they meet 
um, monthly or quarterly, depending on the region. And they talk about like, what are the issues in New Hampshire that we really want to deal with? And so as an example, one of the regions was really struggling years ago with um, the LNA workforce. And so um, the SPI program developed the New Hampshire Needs Caregivers Program, which really provides guidance and some tuition assistance for people who want to become an LNA. And so these relationships with employers in the community, with community-based support organizations, you know, some people need transportation. Uh, some people need scrubs. Some people need help with childcare. Like, how can we help you? Well, we will discuss more of that and uh, and uh, and all kinds of issues uh, that uh, you're involved in. Uh, Your Health New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, and we're finding out uh, indeed what the heck a heck is here on this uh, maiden voyage of, of this program. And uh, so happy to have uh, Paula and Jody and uh, Natanga Jean. Jean de Dieu. Jean de Dieu. Yeah. <laughs> you are I'm, getting I'm, there. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Right, but you're mixing the first and, and last and, name. Yeah. Gotta, we got to work on yeah. yeah, there you go. And uh, Sandra uh, on the phone with us uh, as well. And uh, we'll wrap things up uh, coming up after this break and find out more about uh, AHEC. And this is Your Health New Hampshire, sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back to our new program on WKXL called Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, or AHEC. And in episode one, which is the one you're listening to even as we speak, uh, we're inquiring, what the heck is AHEC? And we're finding out more as we uh, go along today. And uh, we'll start with uh, Jody this time, Jody Harper, the Associate Director. And uh, Jody, how have the needs changed? How has AHEC's uh, services changed uh, over the last, let's say, uh, five to ten years? Yeah, so really when when we think about what AHEC does here in New Hampshire and across the country, it's all about recruiting training and retaining healthcare workforce. So when AHEC started here in New Hampshire, a lot of the programs and a lot of the services were focused on delivering education and training for those that are in the, the clinical healthcare workforce. But like Paula was mentioning in our last segment, where the where we where we stay, work, play, and pray really has a big impact on our ability to be healthy. And a lot of our partners that we work with are starting to recognize that. So we still do that health education, which is a very important part of our services. But we've really branched out and worked with our community and with our partners to see how can people live their best lives? How can we promote community wellness? And one of those things that we're very proud of started about 10, or was it 12 years ago, um, at least 10. Oh, yeah. So now almost, yeah, almost 13 years ago yeah. is the Chronic Disease Self-Management Network. So we are able to offer these really fantastic evidence-based programs that help people learn how to understand their chronic conditions and how to manage their condition. And really the, the cool thing that I personally find about these programs is it's not, you don't have to have, be someone with a chronic illness to participate, but there's a good chance that if you don't have a chronic illness yourself, you know someone who has a chronic illness. And so how do we 
better understand ourselves and how do we better understand those around us. And so these programs are really a great way to learn about how to live your well life, whatever that means for each individual. Um, I personally have a couple of chronic conditions and even just I'm, I'm recently in the training and getting involved in this work and I've already been able to find tips and tricks that really help me manage my diabetes and learn how to get through the day without feeling that same stress and pressure I did when I was first diagnosed. What's the way for the uh, general public, the best way to uh, get in touch with AHEC and reach out to you? Yeah, really, our website is the best place for information. And like we had mentioned earlier, our Blitz mail. So the Blitz mail, um, we're very proud to say we only reach out to people once a month when you sign up. To, <laughs> That's it, huh? Okay. Yep, when you sign up to work with us at AHEC, you're not going to get inundated with emails and, and spam requests. But we, we send out that flyer once a month that has all of our continuing education opportunities. And then um, with the, the CDSM network, the Chronic Disease Self-Management Network, that's also listed on our website because we have internal Internally, folks on our team that are trained to be leaders and help promote the word of these good programs, but there's also a larger network of folks across the state who are trained as leaders for these evidence-based programs and really helping to to let folks live their health and, and understand what healthy in New Hampshire looks like. And the Facebook page, too. Yes. Talk about that. Yes, we have a Better Choices, Better Health is the official branded name of the, the, the program. So that right now the Facebook page is called Better Choices, Better Health New Hampshire. We're working on doing some updates for that. Um, as we as we do some targeted branding, and especially part of the show is is part of our messaging and outreach efforts. But we're really looking at how do we get people to understand about these programs and sign up and take them. And if they, if you like what you heard and if you liked what you learned about, you can yourself sign up to be a leader and teach others the good work of these classes. And uh, Natanga, uh, tell us you you've been with the. Uh, with AHEC for quite some time. Now, how has your role changed over the years? Uh, what What are you doing now that you, you weren't able to uh, to do at the start of uh, your your work at uh, at AHEC? Absolutely. So at the at the beginning, I was very involved in the youth programming, uh, but you know, recently over the last uh, couple months, I would say my work has you know kind of shifted, and I'm now you know getting more involved in you know the CDSM and the CPSM programs that that we do have. Uh, interestingly, actually, I was doing uh, you know a little of a, a little bit of some research uh, before I came before I came today, and uh, according to the CDC, which is you know the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, you know six in ten Americans live with at least one chronic disease, like heart disease and stroke and cancer and diabetes, and these and other other chronic disease are the leading causes of death and you know disability in America, and they are also leading driver for healthcare cost. So when you think about, you know, the, the programs that we offer, you know, we're able to provide, you know, really, you know, education uh, and different, you know, resources. And, you know, really since, you know, 2020, after the pandemic, uh, the program has become, you know, a place where, you know, people who participate in this program, you know, they see a sense of, you know, a community. They, you know, they, didn't, they see people who are also, you know, struggling with, you know, the same, you know, chronic conditions. And, uh, you know, this, re this has really been, you know, a way for, you know, the individuals that are participating uh, to receive, you know, uh, the resources and, you know, great education because we're able to talk about, you know, things like action planning. Uh, we're also able to talk about, uh, you know, ways to, to deal with pain. Uh, and, you know, over the years, I believe there's over, 
you know, over 2,000 participants that have participated in our CDSM program. And when we do these, you know, evaluations, we're able to see the impact, you know, the programs have had. So we're able to see change between, you know, the day first participating in the programs and six months after, you know, their participation. So we're able to do these follow-ups and see what has changed and what hasn't changed. And, you know, through the data, we have able to see, you know, the impact the program has made because, again, you know, when you think about, you know, the education that is provided and, you know, the resources and, you know, tools, uh, this is something that, you know, personally I am very great to, you know, to be part of because, you know, the, the impact is, you know, is really real and, you know, you can see it because, you know, the data is, you know, there and speaking. And these are the programs that I'm, you know, very looking forward to, you know, continue talking about, you mm -hmm. know, on this show. Uh, we just you know, started to offer the Walk With Ease program that is, you know, encouraging folks to, you know, start walking and be more active. So this is how my work has changed, you know, over the years. At uh, first, I was more involved in the youth, uh, the youth programming, but now, you know, my work has shifted into, you know, the CDSM and the CPSM. Yeah, so CPSM, that's the chronic pain self-management course. So we kind of have this menu of, of self-management education classes that are available, available to be delivered throughout the state. So the chronic disease self-management is really how it all began for us. We added chronic pain self-management and then Walk With Ease that Natanga just mentioned is our newest offering. And that one really was such a natural transition for us. Um, back in the, in the before times, before COVID took us all out of our offices and working in other places, as a team, we would go for a walk every day at lunch. Uh -huh. and, yeah. and we really kind of, you know, we're talking about wellness and health. So we got to try to walk the walk and talk the talk as a team internally. And so um, we just launched our very first Walk With Ease class that we're doing internally as a team. So since we, many of us are still on the team that started in the pre-COVID times. So since we can't get together and physically go for a walk, Walk With Ease has been a great way for us to still kind of encourage that movement and um, gather and be social and kind of connect with each other on a human level every week and and we really are excited about um, not only, you know, we, we have a lot of capacity and expertise within our team, but there's a lot of other evidence-based programs that are happening around the state as well. So our philosophy through the CDSM network is making sure that we're elevating those classes and programs and really trying to make sure that we get the good word out because one program is one program and folks that are, are interested and benefiting could, could benefit from lots of services. So in future episodes, folks will be able to meet some of these other agencies and leaders around the state that are doing great work around managing chronic care conditions. And Sandra, I'm going to ask a question of you and how your role, since you've been at the AHEC uh, as a uh, medical uh, legal interpreter doing the training there, uh, has, has that changed for you at all over the years? Um, well, I was an interpreter before, like a pure community um, and uh, medical interpreter before and now what, uh, that I'm working with AHAC, um, one of the advantages, and I do other things too, you know, I'm, I'm also a community health worker, which mm -hmm. I love doing all this. Um, it's also uh, um, share and give the opportunities to other people uh, to get trained for, uh, especially, you know, bilingual individuals who are interested to become trained and qualified. Um, so especially to be able to help, um, and have more access for limited, uh, English proficiency individuals 
that are part of our community. So this is very important. It's a, it's a huge uh, work that we all have been doing for, for a while. And we also want to, uh, you know, make uh, the language, language barriers a little uh, tighter and open up more opportunities for, for people. Well, quickly, before we have to wrap it up, and it's been a, yeah. a great uh, <laughs> first program, uh, quickly, favorite way to exercise. What about you, Sandra? What's your favorite way to exercise? I like any type of exercise, but I, uh, I love to spend time outdoors, so I'm going to go soon to get some snowshoeing uh, walking. All right. Paula? I'm a new curler, so a I'm getting curler. my exercises on the ice. Nice. Jody? Yes, I love to do kettlebell classes at the gym. And Natanga? Yeah, I also like to go outside and do a little walk, so that's my favorite. And I bet you still play a little soccer from time to time. Yeah, I do from time to time when my my schedule allows me to. Very good. Great first episode. We, We thank you all. It's Your Health New Hampshire. Sponsored by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. And I think we, we did find out quite a bit about what the heck is a hack today. And we hope you join us for episode uh, number two. For Paula and Jody and Sandra and Natanga, I'm Ken Kale. Thanks for joining us on WKXL and HTalkRadio.com.